In our opinion, movies can be found in one of two realms. The realm of the renowned, those active in the minds of pop culture, your masterpieces, your witty comedies, your impactful horror. There are even those that are so bad they're good. Cult classics. This is not a show about those movies. Instead, we bravely venture into the realm of the forgotten. We plummet the depths of cinema, searching amidst the left behind, the seventh at the box office and the bottom of the bargain bin. We seek out neglected films to find the ones worth salvaging from oblivion. And banish the unworthy back to the abyss. What hidden gems will we find on our exploration? What mediocre plot lines will we unearth? And what artifacts that may at first have been overlooked will we reclaim? I'm Wesley. I'm Peter. I'm Lily. I'm Sam. And hello from obscurity. Hello and welcome back to Hello from Obscurity. Uh, today, Yay. we are going to be talking about the 2017 film, A Ghost Story, uh, directed by David Lowry and starring uh, Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara. Uh, so I do want to just start out by saying <laughs> I, I, do, I totally see that this is maybe not that obscure of a movie. But I'm going to justify it uh, the way that we did that recently with iRobot. <laughs> I got my reasonings for this. Uh -huh. So I think that there's like three different kinds of movies that you can count as being obscure. You've got ones that like literally no one saw them at the time. No one watches them now. They just like didn't ever have anybody see them. But uh -huh. somehow people find them like us and we watch them. Then you got ones I think like iRobot or maybe they were really, really big <laughs> at the time. But now everyone's just kind of forgotten them and they've gone away because they're and they're not as popular anymore. And then you got movies like A Ghost Story, where I feel like I've brought this up with several people in the last like couple weeks leading up to like this decision to watch this. And I've been telling them about our podcast and everyone I've brought it up with is like, oh, yeah, I know that movie didn't watch it, but I know it. Mm -hmm. So I think it's one of those <laughs> things where like. A lot of people are very aware of this movie. You know, Casey Affleck was like pretty big at the time because he had just done Manchester by the Sea mm -hmm. when this came out. Okay. It was like an A24 film, kind of like around the time that A24 was becoming like a bigger thing. Uh, but I feel like I've, I've hardly ever talked to anybody who's actually seen it. And I think in this group, I'm the only one who'd seen it before. Is that correct? I think so. Okay, cool. Yeah. So see, I exactly. Like y'all hadn't seen it. Hadn't seen <laughs> I still it. haven't seen it. Uh, yeah. I think the, the only thing that I feel like most people know about this is like man walking around in a sheet as a ghost and the infamous pie scene, which we will get yes. into. Uh, I didn't yeah. know about that until I was watching it. Oh okay, my God. so so now you now you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I I uh, uh, I talked about this a little bit last night when we were watching it. Um, I have a tattoo of a sheet ghost looking through a window, and. 
everybody who notices it thinks it's a ghost story tattoo. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm always like, oh, no, it's not. I haven't seen that movie, actually. But now having watched it and seen the scene with a ghost looking through a window that looks exactly like my tattoo is like, oh, I understand why they yeah, think that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think as we were watching, I was like, Peter, you better really like this movie. Because uh -huh. if you don't, then that's then you got a permanent reminder of it forever. <laughs> So you guys are around like film people who probably know about this movie. I do remember this movie coming out, mm -hmm. but literally, yeah, it, it went, it came and went. And I, I remember the aspect ratio on this movie was kind of odd. So four by three, that's kind of, yeah, that was the most notable thing. And then I heard it was good mm -hmm. and that was all it was. It disappeared like a ghost. Oh, and then uh yeah and yeah yeah like you said sam when you say oh yeah uh you, when you bring this up a ghost story i'm like oh yeah i do know about that movie uh -huh. never seen it but no one's seen it so that's kind of was like mm -hmm. i think that that justifies it enough as a pick doing research online you know i definitely found lots of people talking about like oh yeah i love that movie or i hated that movie it's very it's a very polarizing movie i found mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so th there are plenty of people who've seen it this is this is probably not quite obscure enough for this but fuck it i i want to <laughs> talk about this movie because real quick before we get into the plot i also like i saw this movie when it came out not in the theater but like around the year that it came out uh and I remember when I finished watching it, I could not decide if I loved it or hated it. I like mm. I really just could not figure out what my feelings towards this movie were. And so I was very interested to rewatch it to see if things had changed and if I could actually finally form an opinion on it. When I went away from this movie the first time, the only thing that really stuck in my head was like the music. And that was it. Um, and I did listen to the soundtrack quite a lot after the first time I watched it, which was why I was like, maybe I did like this movie. I can't tell. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so let's uh, let's get into the plot a little bit. Let's. Um, so the movie follows uh, Casey Affleck and his, and his wife, Rooney Mara. I'm mostly going to use their names because they're in the <laughs> script just listed as C and M. Uh, oh. So... Yeah, really? Casey and Mara. Yes, I have arbitrarily sure. decided. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I so it follows this couple <laughs> uh, living in a small house in Texas. Uh, they're getting ready for a move. Uh, and Rooney Mara says that, you know, she moved a lot as a kid. And one thing she always did whenever she's left a house is that she writes a small note and tucks it and hides it like somewhere in the house just in case she ever comes back she knows like she's left this part of herself there and you know casey affleck asks her well have you ever gone back and looked at the note and she says no but it's just you know it's nice to know that it's there uh so they're getting ready to move he's a musician um i don't think they really ever say what she does uh she's the wife of a musician she's the wife of a musician Yes. <laughs> uh, and in this house, like, you know, they occasionally hear these little like strange noises. Uh, one night they wake up because there's this loud like bang in their living room. Like it sounds like something fell on the piano. They get up, they go look. There's nothing there. They can't figure out what made the sound. Uh, and they go back to bed. Then the next morning, uh, 
we start on a shot in the house that then pans over to find that Casey Affleck has been killed in a car crash right outside their house. Uh, Rooney Mara then goes to the hospital to identify the body. She asks for a moment alone with him. Uh, and then she pulls the sheet back over his head. Uh, several moments later, <laughs> Casey Affleck uh, sits up and he is now under the sheet and he is now the ghost version of himself. Uh, the ghost wanders through the hospital. Uh, it approaches this door of light that opens before him, but he doesn't go in it. He walks home and he returns uh, to his house where then he starts watching his wife kind of going through this grieving process. Uh, he's just kind of like an observer. He can't really interact with her. He doesn't speak. Uh, and she, you know, we're watching her kind of trying to struggle to move on. She eats a pie. Uh, oh and then eventually, you know, we do see her kind of starting to move on. She comes home with a guy. And, <gasps> and we're getting the idea that this is now like stuff, like a lot of time has passed. Uh, she kisses him and it does make the ghost upset. He, you know, the lights start to flicker. He throws some books off a shelf. Uh, and that's kind of it, it. She it doesn't seem like she really notices this is like a haunting kind of thing. Just like, oh, some books fell over. Uh, and yeah, and then eventually she does finally move out of the house. Uh, she does her little ritual of she writes something, a little tiny note on a piece of paper, and she tucks it into this crack in a door frame and then paints over it. Uh and then she leaves and the ghost can't seem to leave the house. It stays there uh, and it starts trying to pick at this paint to like find the note that she left and see what it says. Uh, the first chunk of the movie. Um, let's get into some thoughts. <laughs> let's start the discussion. Yeah. I like that. I like the. Yeah, that was a, it was a nice, concise uh, summary. Thank you very much, Sam. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, yeah, thanks. We're trying something new, <laughs> yeah. folks. Um, Switching up the Sam. format a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, this it definitely feels like it's a cool kind of entry point for A24. Like, because mm -hmm. now we look at it, I think, 2022, A24 versus 2017. And it always think like I saw on TikTok just like a random thought like how people have A24 parties and like go dressed what? up as characters yes. in the movies. Oh yeah. If you go just as the ghost, it's ghost easy really costume. easy costume. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think for like A24 context like this is right when they were starting to get a little bit of acclaim just like they'd been around so I think they were started in 2012. Can you explain yeah, it a little it's a production company, right? Well, yes. they are now. I think initially okay. they started as a distribution. distribution. Yeah. yeah. So they weren't actually the like producers on things until around this yes. time. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh uh just a couple months after Swiss Army Man came out, which was another one of my favorite movies. Uh, that's an A twenty four film. That's an A twenty four. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so like 2016, 2017, all of a sudden, this little like indie distributor company started producing movies and they started like giving money to the these smaller directors, smaller projects. 
um, and then releasing them in wide releases. And it started doing really well. And kind of Ghost Story was one of those first, like, really, oh, pay attention to this company. They're doing mm -hmm. some fun stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're uh, doing an A24 film to me is is it exactly what this kind of portrayed, which is <laughs> the slowness, uh -huh. the yes. methodical, you're going to meander with us. This was a 90-minute movie. It felt it like a, like three hours. Yeah, it times. did. Yeah, because it really wants to, like, show you time. And I think that was I... on purpose. But, yeah, I mean, we can get into why, but, like. Uh-huh. Oh, I can tell like you why this... in two words. Why? David Lowry. <laughs> He's the same guy who did what movie? I I just uh, the had Green Knight. Brain. The, Green Knight. the Green Knight. Uh, I, I still need to see that. Movie. One of my favorite yeah. movies of last year. Okay, I love that. Um. Yeah. So okay. So so for some context for the listeners, uh, yeah. So like, there's a lot of shots that are very very long, and like mm -hmm. they don't move literally nothing's happening it's just holding on something i think part of that was the reason when i first watched it i was like oh my god i hate this this is so pretentious because it's very clear what it's trying to say with those very long shots i think what are this what? time it didn't bother me as much so like the one one in particular i actually really liked this time around is after Rooney Mara like puts the sheet back over his head in the hospital you're just holding she walks away and then you're just holding on this like body covered in a sheet for like what feels like 15 minutes it's not yeah. that long but it feels like a very long time but it yeah. feels like it's kind of like building this tension of like what's gonna happen i don't know what's gonna yeah. happen it it is interesting because this movie plays a little because like it's called a ghost story the main character is a ghost like yeah it, it's not it's not a horror movie but mm -hmm. it does like capitalize on those horror tropes a little bit like Whenever I see something like that in a movie, it's like, oh, a sheet has been placed over a body and then you just hold on that body for a really long time. Like <laughs> the horror sensibilities in my mind are like, he's going to get up. It's going to be like, oh, he's actually still alive. And like it, this one played it for drama or mm -hmm. suspense more than a jump scare. Uh, right. And uh, uh, well, it, it was interesting to me, too, that uh, uh, like. So there's another ghost as well. Yes, I realized I forgot to mention that in the summary. Yeah, there's a, well, that uh, was there's like, a what second part? Isn't that like in the second part or something? No, it happens. It happens while she's still the wife is still. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, she does. Uh, yes. yeah. There, there's a ghost uh in the house next door, and that ghost is wearing like a floral print sheet. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas that. Casey Affleck's ghost is wearing a, a white sheet that well, it was the sheet that he was draped over as a cadaver um so i i thought it was kind of interesting it was like oh yeah like maybe like it, the ghosts in this world are just kind of take on the place in which they like either like became ghosts because that's what that was the interesting part because sam mentioned there there's a part where he's walking through the hospital and this like portal opens up um and it's very clear like oh this is the walk into the light uh continue yep. on yeah type portal and he instead of going through it he decides to leave and, and go, go home. back home well i mean so you know that portal was open for only like 
considering these shots take like five minutes, each of them, that portal was open for only like 30 seconds and then closed. Yeah. Like right away. Like I felt yeah. like that portal didn't give him enough time to think. Uh, and then, or in the context of this movie, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. then he was like, all right, I guess the portal is closed. Like I, mean, I took I, it as the portal yeah. is closed. I'll go home instead of deciding. I not take to. it as That's like, how I took he- it. He didn't go because, like, I, I think the whole idea is like the ghost there, and in similar to a lot of other ghost stories, uh, like they have to stay because there's something yeah. unfinished. unfinished. Because business. when he, yeah. so when he sees the ghost in the other window, they have this conversation through subtitles where the ghost, the other ghost next door, says really something like, like you know, I'm I'm waiting for someone, and he says who, and they're like, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's you know, it's and it seems his. Thing is trying to get this note out of the wall is kind of the thing that that keeps in there because throughout the movie he's gonna keep scratching at that thing scratching yeah. at it a note out um i was gonna uh, say for uh me i really liked some of the long shots did not work um mm-hmm. but there was one long shot it was right after it was right after uh the piano Something went bump in the night. Casey mm-hmm. Affleck and Affleck and um, uh, Rooney Mara went Rooney out. Affleck, Lord, Affleck. Am I saying it wrong? Wow. No, it's Affleck. Affleck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they come back into bed, and they have this kind of five minute or whatever, maybe three minute shot of them. I don't know the intimacy in that moment. Them in bed, nuzzling each other. Yeah, ah, it just it was very cute, and they were both tired, and mm-hmm. they still wanted to be up with the other person. Just and yeah, you know, we can we can get into what that meant later, but just at face value, seeing that for the first time, I was like, I like this. I like this shot. Yeah, wow. I, I like that shot. It allows me time. to be with them, and it, and it's really the only time you really get to see their relationship because he dies the next morning. And then he's the ghost. I will say, uh, in the uh, in the shot where he dies, um, it starts on a shot of the house, mm-hmm. and then yeah. you just see kind of like smoke fly through the uh, frame. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was, "Oh man, they uh, really just blasted the fog machine at the wrong time, huh?" Uh, <laughs> and then it pans over, and there's a car crash. I'm like, "Oh, that yeah, makes yeah, sense." No, which which let me tell you i've been in a small town and that's where i've almost gotten the most accidents like i've seriously (laughs) have been on like a road by myself not paying attention and then trying Mm -hmm. to turn and then out of nowhere somebody like comes really fast around the corner and i was like oh so yeah (laughs) just want to say that it is a hazardous thing driving in the small town (laughs) you wouldn't think Mm -hmm. it is but it is yeah. At least for me. Maybe I'm a crappy driver, though. <laughs> and... No, you're a very good driver. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> let, me, let me pick you up. How how far is that? <laughs> like 16 uh, hours? Yeah, just drive a few thousand miles out yeah, here. Yeah, you'll be fine. Okay, cool. You're paying um, for my gas, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Not with California prices. I'll stop in Wyoming. Sorry, a quick just interjection. Um so Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara they were in a movie uh together that I had seen previously um Ain't Them Body Saints and oh, when I okay. looked this up I was like wait they did another movie together 
Isn't that <laughs> also a really... David Lowry movie? It is. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So and um, I really liked that one too. I liked that one more than this one. Are they a, a romantic couple in that? They one? are. Because yes. I, I was gonna say and they it's have really sad. good chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah. I think it takes a very specific. Like you have to have very good chemistry in order to hold a three minute, five minute shot of just two people yeah. being very intimate and sleepy and like all of that. And like if they had bad chemistry, like that would have been yeah. unbearable to like. Well, yeah, they're both. Like, I think they're both like... pretentious enough where it it it, it evens out. <laughs> no, it's. What are you saying, Wesley? Rooney seems in this, nice. In this movie, uh, he he looks like um, Joaquin Phoenix. Like that's what I, I felt. I can see like, that. He, yeah. He looked like Joaquin Phoenix, and uh, Rooney Mara is married to Joaquin, or at least they have a child together. So I was like, they oh. sure do. Named him River. River River Mara or River a River no. Phoenix, Part Two, Part Two. All right, um, River Part Two, <laughs> River Part Two. So can we can we talk about that pie scene? Yes, I was gonna say. So while okay. we're on the subject of long shots, yes. we need to talk about the pie scene. Yes. Uh, so Dear my God. my previous knowledge of this movie is solely based off uh my my buddy max um who saw this movie i wanted to see this movie when it came out Mm -hmm. um and i wasn't because i was working a crazy job when it came out so i never got to see it but my buddy max saw it and when he came back he he said uh uh, he was changed yeah he's like wow that was possibly the worst movie i've ever seen there's a 35 minute scene where someone eats pie (laughs) and every time this movie comes up all he talks about is like man i cannot believe they put a hour and a half long pie scene in this movie (laughs) yeah oh and uh the pie scene happened so much earlier in the movie than i thought it would like the way everybody talks about it, it seems it like, like it would be like, of the movie. yeah, maybe like a third act starter <laughs> where it's like, you're already deep in the movie and now you have to watch Rooney Mara eat pie. It's pretty, it's like almost, I don't know, maybe five, ten minutes after he dies. Yeah, it, it's pretty early in the movie. It, it's like, so the thing is like she, I think it's their landlord, like stops by after he dies, like leaves her this pie and it's like, you know, hope leaves a note. This is like, I hope you're doing okay. Rents too. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too. No, um, but uh, <laughs> no, she does say, like, hope you're doing well. I'm going to send painters over for an estimate for when you <laughs> move <laughs> oh on. My God. I forgot about that. I, I kind of was unfocused Dang. at that point. I, yeah, yeah, I actually didn't notice that either, but that's. Hilarious. I thought she wrote on the back of the picture of them together. I was like, that's a dick move. <gasps> I know. <laughs> I thought, she, yeah, she walked in and like it starts off holding on a picture of the two of them, like in a cute couple picture. And then you see this woman walk in and take something off the fridge right where the picture was. So I, I also yeah. thought she took the picture. I, I didn't see that. I don't think it was, but that would no. also, would be a dick move. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so she like she leaves her this pie and Rooney Mara like goes to cut herself a slice, but then ends up just eating it straight out of the tin, then goes onto the floor, and then we just hold on her eating this, like going to town on this pie for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lily's asleep. Lily's already like fell asleep just thinking about it. She's just like, oh my God, that was the self indulgent. Yeah. Like, could you imagine? I liked this scene. The nerve. I felt that even Rooney Mara. The gumption of it all. Like, (laughs) I felt even the actress was like, 
when is he gonna say cut? Like I'm like, still. Like I can see oh. a few moments. Oh, well, where she was like so looks like, up and was like, oh, "What the hell is break?" <laughs> yes, I will say. So my experience with this: the first time I saw this movie, hated it. I was like, I understood what the shot was trying to say in the first. 30 seconds but then it just kept going it's like i get it she's grieving she's binge eating like it's like you know it's really raw shot it didn't bother me as much this time i think because i knew it had an end the first time i watched it i was like oh my god is this the rest of the movie like (laughs) what is happening this time going in i was like i know that eventually this ends and she runs to the bathroom and pukes up all that pie uh like i think a lot of shots in this movie I get annoyed with because they do feel pretentious and it's like, I get exactly what the director's trying to say, but I also don't mind what it's trying to say. Like, I like what it's trying to say. I, this time around, like the way it went about some of this, but I also feel like the director really thought like he was doing something like, so like edgy and never been done before. No one's going to understand my art. And I was like, no, I get it. Like, I got it. Like, this was all very clear. Like, I, I will say yeah, for those wondering Spielberg, at home, man, yeah, not a lot's uh, happening in this shot. Uh huh. Yeah, for for those wondering at home, the the pie scene, Rooney Mara eating pie, it is four minutes and twenty five oh seconds. Oh my god, long. that's it. it that's feels it. Feels like so long, so much longer. See, I I I think it for me because it was hyped up so much uh, as like this crazy right. long self indulgent pie. Scene, I was ready to like sit and watch a movie about someone eating pie. <laughs> Um, and, and so I think a because of that, uh. yeah, I, I I was much more chill with it. Like it it is very much like an actor's scene uh-huh. of you you just kind of like watch you basically watch the grieving process as translated through pie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I I enjoyed it. It was not something that like I think almost an opposite to sam i think if i on a second watch i would enjoy it less Mm. because i already know what's happening and Uh then it would be like okay okay cool Uh uh-huh okay just gonna fast forward this Uh uh-huh yeah well okay we've got some theater people in the house who what (laughs) what this reminded me of for for those of us who've taken acting classes especially if you did (laughs) acting classes in college this literally reminded me of something i swear to god i've seen someone in one of my acting classes do some sort of like acting exercise like this where then like our theater teacher would have been like good on you for like really staying in the moment and like you know taking your time and not you know like really like giving your the the character the moment to really be present here like that that's what it felt like. It it felt like something straight out of a college acting class. I thought the exact same thing, Sam. So I gl- okay, I'm glad good. that somebody else like felt that because I felt mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is uh, we're gonna give you space, Rooney. Um, you're gonna be on the floor. Yep. You know, just feel it. Close feel set. It. No one allowed. Feel it. Yeah, just David and Rooney just, and a pie. David and, and Rooney have, like in the background watching. Okay, I have a question. I have a question. Was that really Casey Affleck? I wondered that too because I was like, "That's can't expensive to have him there." I In think it was. I know you said this I'm going to say it wasn't because I was I was wondering that, but I I think that. so. 
this this movie had a budget of one hundred thousand dollars. Um, which is into perspective. Yeah, that's very small, especially for two big name actors like Rooney Mara and Casey Affleck. Like for for like wide release movies like these, a small budget would probably be closer to a million dollars. Uh, so I. I, I've done a couple hundred thousand dollar movies. They are bare bones, super cheap. Mm-hmm. You can't afford anything, which makes me think they couldn't afford a stand-in. If they're paying, they re- did have a stand-in. I'm I'm looking it up right now. Really? Yeah. So it was him most of the time. I'm reading something about the costume because it isn't just one sheet. They found that even a king size sheet couldn't fully cover him the way that that sheet does. So it's actually in several yeah. parts to like so keep tall. it draped nicely. Everybody they knows use, Ben Affleck. Uh, <laughs> they also had to use some like puppeteering to keep the eyes in place. I was so it kept falling about that. over his eyes. Yeah, I saw it, that. Uh, so it, uh, it was him for most of it. Some shots though, specifically during pickups and reshoots were not him. And it was actually the film's art director who stood in. So, yeah. Okay. So they couldn't afford a stand in. You are right. They use the art director. (laughs) Yes. They use the art director. Yeah. Uh, I I will say, um, a couple months ago, uh, me and Lily went out into the desert to shoot some ghost pictures Mm -hmm. uh, where the two of us were wearing sheets and oh man it is difficult to keep those things on where you can actually (laughs) see out of them oh we struggled with it (laughs) the eye hole is uh... the eye holes are oof it's a challenge i got a i got a big head so it was just like oh this is happening (laughs) now I like um, a sheeted ghost. I think yeah, that's love me a a kind ghost. of a cool. Yeah, I mean, there is it. something. I mean, it's I can like bitch about the pie wings, scene, you know? Mm. Yeah, like I can bitch about the pie scene until the cows come home, but I do think there is something about just kind of that raw simplicity that is kind of beautiful yeah. that you really don't see a lot, especially again with names like these having the careers they do they can mm-hmm. do anything kind of mm-hmm. um and the fact that it's just this sheeted ghost going through these emotional beats is uh-huh. kind of remarkable that it yeah you know that it's out there that and it's definitely one of those movies too that when i was watching it it feels like excuse me you can really like project your like whatever you're feeling at that time is kind of how you mm. view the movie mm, yeah mm-hmm. um, That's a good which point. is also kind of a special a thing that yeah. it takes a special movie to kind of have that response to it um, um totally before we move on uh i just wanted to say there's movies like these that i love these small scale stories about like one or two people and in this case, primarily about one ghost that kind of connect to the cosmos. Like mm. at the beginning, there were just what was it? It was like a a gliding shot of space or is this? Yeah, I'm sorry, and... guys, because I also recognize that this is the second time I picked a small cast movie that has lots of cosmic space imagery. It's just. Oh, like, yeah. And a guy that no, I love these art house. The films. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry. Continue, Wesley. No, no, no. I just there's there's certain movies like The Tree of Life where it's I was just gonna say this family. is like a companion piece. Okay. <laughs> and even uncut gems where it's like this guy in the diamond district, but then it's like 
the space and shit. There's mm. there's human Indeed. nature, and I don't know, man. You mean uh, humanity? I cut jams. I cut jams. Yeah, I had. So to. I just I had to. There you go. I I just like when the movie started off, and we we're like a small scale story with mm-hmm. a huge score mm-hmm. to really oh, a beautiful score put in that this is kind of a cosmic story. Yes, totally. I, I, I also love that. Um, and yeah, so also quickly before we move on to the, the next chunk of the plot, uh, I just want to say, so the house that they shot in, uh, oh, they yes. got for free because it was going to be demolished anyway. And then they demolished it as part of the, uh, the plot, which we'll get into. Uh but yeah, so okay. interesting thing uh, about the house and also why their budget was so low because it's mostly shot in this free location. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so after uh, Rooney Mara moves out, like we said, the ghost kind of stays in this house uh, trying to get this note out. Eventually, another family moves into the house. It's a single mom and her two kids. Uh, the ghost just kind of like, observes them you know having christmas the kids doing homework just kind of living in the house and again you're getting the sense that like a lot of time is passing uh but eventually the children sort of seem to sense him uh there's times where they look right at him there's a very creepy shot where one of the kids like wakes up in the middle of the night and notices his closet door like kind of creaking open and they don't see anything there, but then it goes back to just showing the ghost just like hanging out in their closet. Uh, so it, that that I felt was a creepy, mm-hmm. a creepy moment. Yeah, kind of got uh, horror here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and this is this is I would say probably the most like horror moment mm-hmm. of the thing. And it's kind of interesting because in this part you sort of get the perspective of a haunted house from the ghost's point of view. Mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of jumping in and out of time, but you do feel like you're staying with him in his real time, even though it feels like there's jump cuts in the actual mm. passage of time, uh, which we can talk about more in a moment. Uh, eventually, the ghost does sort of seem to get upset with these other people living in this space that he shared with his wife. He, you know, kind of sees this framed photo of this happy family on his old piano and he knocks it over while the family is eating dinner in the other room. Uh, he then kind of goes on like a full like poltergeist moment where he picks up a glass of milk from the table. He smashes it to the perspective of the family. It seems that they can't actually see this sheeted ghost. They're just seeing these objects moving on their own. He opens up the cabinet, starts throwing dishes and just, you know, the lights are flickering. He's totally, you know, going on a whole ghostly a rampage. Whole uh, and and the family moves out like I would too if you know my dishes started flying out of my cupboards. Uh, kind of goes through like another jump cut in time to the next occupants throwing this huge party. The ghost is kind of just like wandering through, and again, whenever the ghost seems to be like present in the house, the lights kind of flicker a little bit. Uh, he sort of listens in on this very long conversation that this one guy is having just about like the, you know, history of humanity and where humanity is going and how the way he, this guy at the party is talking about it. He's talking about how 
he believes that something, you know, like Beethoven's symphony, symphonies, for example, will linger in like the collective human memory long after the collapse of civilization. So he's talking, you know, once humanity has kind of mostly wiped itself out and has to start over and rebuild, you know, he believes that somewhere someone is going to get this tune of like Ode to Joy stuck in their head. Uh, and they won't know where it's from, but it'll just like stay within the history of humanity forever. And he's talking about, you know, what do we do now? What we do now, is that going to be remembered? Will it carry on? You know, you write a play, is somehow, is some part of that going to stick uh, in the human collective memory, in, you know, thousands of years in the future until the end of the universe? Uh, and so, yeah, lights are flickering during this kind of thing and you get that the ghost is like responding to this, conversation uh which you know i've been drunk at a party before too and i've had deep conversations like this as well has uh, lights flickered around you you know maybe not that i was paying attention to but you next time you can't be sure that they weren't next yeah. time i get drunk at a party and i'm having some deep philosophical conversations i will try to take note uh you know what but... strobes are they're just a bunch of ghosts that they hired. A bunch of ghosts. <gasps> yeah. So like, you just yeah. trap a ghost in a light and then you hit a switch. The ghost is like, duh, 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 duh. not only just a ghost, it's it's all Casey Affleck. It's all <laughs> Casey Affleck. Oh my God. Uh, anyway, yeah, sorry. What were you saying? Uh, oh no. So just to wrap up this section of plot, we kind of go forward again in time. The house is now abandoned and it's very much like derelict and just falling into disrepair. The piano's still there. The piano's still there, but it's like tipped Thank over God. and stuff. And again, like throughout all of these things, like the other family living there, the party, the ghost always kind of keeps going back to keep scratching at this place with a notice left. And you see him in this like kind of abandoned house. He's scratching at the place where the notice left and he finally gets it oh, out of the wall. And just so as he's satisfying. about to read it, Freaking bulldozer comes in and destroys the house, and he doesn't get to the read the biggest notes. jump scare in world history. <laughs> oh my god, I was shocked. I yeah, was like, yeah, because this is a very quiet. It was movie. really upsetting. Mm -hmm. And uh, and yeah. yeah, and also, um, sorry, before this too, he does see the ghost, the other ghost across, uh, the ne the neighbor ghost, mm -hmm. uh, whose house was also destroyed. whose house was also destroyed. He looks over, he sees them, and in the subtitles, the ghost just says. I don't think they're coming. And then it vanishes. Oof. The sheet drops out from like, yeah. Uh, so but yeah. So that yeah. is that section. <laughs> yeah. I, w I will say uh, the the dude who gives the really, really long explanation, I feel like was a substitute for the target audience of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like that dude in the credits, he's listed as prognosticator i saw wow. that <laughs> uh, and uh oh my god i've met so many people like that uh -huh. specifically in film school uh yeah it's just like uh, so the you thing didn't like he kept... him, Will. no oh see i like or, what he sorry, had to say Will i like that, that was theory the of humanity and just talking about that see well, i don't necessarily the... like the guy but... no the the thing that annoys me uh is what he kept repeating over and over and over again is like, oh, yeah, people make this thing, but then it ends. It's like, oh, yeah, maybe Beethoven wrote this 
and he was inspired by a divine source. Maybe it was his ode to joy inspired for God, but then he stops believing in God. Who's he writing it for? Or somebody write, he keeps saying, somebody writes a book. That book doesn't matter because the pages are going to burn. And then even then, like, go into the future, the sun's going to expand and encompass the earth. Okay, well, maybe those atoms are still out there somewhere. doesn't matter because the universe is going to end. And it's just all this stuff. I've heard so many of those conversations where I, I like his end point where he's like, oh, but maybe everything will come together and like it lives on the collective consciousness. But I've it just brought me back to so many bad college parties where people <laughs> are like, nothing matters because everything ends. Even if you make something, it's never going to last because no matter what, everything will dissipate into nothingness what a anyway what's like cocaine that. what a, what a horrible outlook to have when you're trying to make art yeah uh, right well that's what i, I feel like it puts people in it. perspective though yeah, yeah go well, on, not, i don't like it i like that it was it started out as the classic nothing means anything because everything ends which i kind of agree with that a little bit but it means something in the moment it's just like Anyways, but I, I like that it has the optimistic thing of like, but no matter what, I have to believe that some inkling of that will stay we'll within the human consciousness and that. And I like the concept, which the movie in this third part, when we get into it, is basically the theory that this guy is saying is like time will repeat itself. Time is like a flat circle. The world will get to a yeah. point where it all ends and then it'll go back around. And so it's interesting to think of like it goes back around but then these early new civilizations that are starting up again will still retain the art that was created mm -hmm. like before them i think i like that part of it they hmm. do do uh also commenting on the score again a lovely rendition of ode to joy under that guy mm -hmm. as he's talking about it it's very good yeah i, I like that actor um, I think he killed it. I, I, I Mr. didn't go to film. Yeah, I didn't go to film school, so I didn't get those conversations. <laughs> I, I maybe, I maybe was the one who started those conversations at a party. If uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so fucking boring. But um, I don't know. I, I, I appreciated what he said. I thought he kind of killed it with that monologue. Um, mm. I think if it wasn't at a party, like if if his attitude his nihilistic attitude and his kind of monologue wasn't at a party. I would have liked it more if it was just him smoking weed with a friend in that yeah. house, uh -huh. then, then I could make it, then that could make sense. Um, yeah. But I would never, I would never kind of monopolize a party and everybody was into it. Everybody was like watching him and being yeah, like, that, "Hey, that man!" Except the magician guy that someone else wouldn't have tried to interject and like actually talk oh, with yeah. him. Yeah. So I feel like this guy is basically a stand-in for how I feel about the director. I kind of like what it's got to say. I understand what it's doing. It's pretentious as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like yeah. it, it, it's like, oh my god! Like you did not need to just like have this one man go on a rant. It could have been like a dialogue. <laughs> a dialogue. Let me read <laughs> like, you the thesis of my movie really quick. Yeah, yeah, that's that is what it felt like. So like, I like the that's message. True. I, I, I like what it's doing for the movie. It was just, it was done in the absolute most pretentious way it could have been done. Yeah, which is this weird because is... the Green Knight just felt like it had so much more meat on the bones in terms mm -hmm. of like. Oh, you think? 
okay. <laughs> I haven't watched okay, Green Knight. Okay, Mr. So. Smartass. Oh, I, so this is where me and Lily are going to be diametrically opposed. I hated the Green Knight. Okay. Well, I liked it. Um, I just feel like the, the Green Knight had a lot more just like, I don't know. It just It's weird that this guy made these two movies because it feels like opposite ethos almost i don't know it just feels like i mean it makes sense well, now that mm-hmm. i know in hindsight but it's also just like yeah this was feels like he's pulling stuff house. out of his ass yeah this is yeah. deep art house stuff and this is one of the reasons why i like a24 is that yes this movie is pretentious and i even think he knows that he's being pretentious uh-huh. but he's he the one to. who sets the bar for pretentiousness so mm-hmm. you know we can look at this movie and say it's pretentious and then compare everything to like on the scale of a ghost mm. story to, you know, eight legged freaks, you know, we can, yeah. we can compare the in between. Um, yeah. But I, I will say there should be pretentious oh, movies. Yeah. I want, I would say it's... if you know that this is going to be a pretentious movie going into it, I think mm-hmm. you'll have a much better experience. If you yes. know that there's going to be a pie eaten, for uh-huh. four and a half minutes good for you you now know and that was yes. when and i feel like the pie did warn me that oh okay we mm-hmm. spent four minutes of this 90 minute movie not even 90 minutes on a pie so yeah. we spent four minutes on this guy will i'm gonna i'm gonna say his name again will oldman old old him old him very good actor still really liked him so yeah mm-hmm. i i will say my my one of my favorite parts about this movie uh it was it's starting to get more and more present in the second chunk we're talking about i was just gonna bring that up so go ahead yeah uh, <laughs> i i feel like this movie in it, it feels like this movie happens in real time for the ghost Mm-hmm. like Ooh. It, it, there, there's a lot of scenes where he's that. looking at something and then he'll turn and look at something in the other room and it'll jump like months or years yeah. forward uh, mm. so it, it does really feel like uh, sure years up to thousands and millions and billions of years happen but like he was so uh, Sam mentioned this earlier the first half when he's in there with his wife uh everything is very drawn out and he's there for a lot he's of it and he's present yeah like he's, he's very, very present mm-hmm. he's there all the time everything out is of time drawn out and then as she leaves the time jumps get longer and longer and longer because he is uh the shots get shorter he's yeah. jumping further in time and it feels like he's becoming more disconnected to like staying present with Mm -hmm. the house because his wife's no longer Mm. there the thing that was like tying him there and this is kind of interesting in that like i like i said earlier it's interesting to watch this kind of like haunting from the ghost perspective because in other ghost movies you know it doesn't feel like the ghost is constantly there they show up some lights flicker they show up some books drop or whatever and it feels like that you're with him experiencing that so he's not always there so when he is that's when like these haunting things happen like you know him mm-hmm. haunting that family him kind of being present at the party it's only when he's like kind of conscious and there in the house that this stuff is happening um which i think is cool like i yeah. think it's it's cool like watching it. yeah. a haunting in that way and really and like even too like you know you kind of picture 
with him like scratching at that wall if people are telling stories about this creepy haunted house it's like oh there's like you know this random scratching that happens sometimes and it's just him trying to get that note out um which yeah mm-hmm. you know which... definitely when you describe the movie like that sam mm-hmm. i think it makes a lot of sense but I, it was hard for me to like come up with like a three sentence thing after watching it but hearing you say like i was like oh that's what i just watched okay well yeah and i I didn't get that the first time i watched it like i said the first time i watched it i was like what 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 what, is what the fuck uh david (laughs) david you you david i uh then i i like what peter said about the shots because i i wrote in my notes that it felt very distant like at the Mm -hmm. beginning where the 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 camera was like five feet away from them, mm-hmm. if not further, at most times. Yeah, and it felt like we were voyeuristic. <gasps> Art. We were the ghosts the whole time. We were the ghosts. But anyway, and then and then as it goes forward, you can really uh, see the shots go quicker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, why don't I just wrap up the plot? real quick so then we can very much Mm -hmm. like fully discuss everything i guess so after the house is destroyed like time really starts to jump in much bigger gaps suddenly you know he's there on a construction site they're building a skyscraper then the skyscraper is mostly built then it's fully built and there's like office people going around you get the sense like he's all staying in the same place where his house was but like we're jumping years in the future eventually he's on the top of this skyscraper like looking out over this very futuristic looking city that was wasn't there before he goes to the top of the building and then he kind of just like fall like lets himself like fall off the side of this building which you know he's already dead so you're like he's not dying again (laughs) but when he like comes to suddenly the city is gone he's in a prairie and there's like these 19th century american settlers like they're building a home like on the place and you kind of feel like oh it's sort of like what that guy at the party was saying we've gone back and looped around into like the beginning again uh and so he watches this family uh kind of particularly focusing on this family's young daughter who's humming a song which i didn't pick up on this the first time so like we said in the beginning he's a musician and earlier he has this song that he shows to his wife uh and the little settler girl is humming that song which Mm -hmm. is supposed to happen before that and so it's kind of going into that guy at the party's theory of like art kind of staying within the collective human memory uh Mm. and so she's humming his song and she does the thing that his wife always said she does she writes a note yes and she puts it under a rock before the family is going to be like moving on to continue their journey west or whatever um but then we see that the family has uh been killed you know kind of a time jump again and suddenly the dad's been shot with arrows the little girl's been shot and then time jump again is like her body decaying time jump again she's a skeleton she's gone <laughs> uh, and then time jump again and suddenly he's in the empty house that we started in in the beginning and he watches himself and his wife come through the door looking at the house to buy it 
he again just watches everything kind of we saw in the beginning we see that that loud bang that woke them up in the middle of the night was actually the ghost sitting down at the piano and that's when he watches himself like come out and see that again and then he goes through watching himself die and Mm. seeing another version of the ghost like there's two ghosts now that he's watching uh his wife moves out she leaves the note again but this time he goes into the wall. I'm getting a little choked up talking about this. He scratches mm-hmm. out the note and he finally pulls out the note. He opens it up, looks at it, reads it. We don't see what it says. And then just like the ghost next door, the sheet collapses and he vanishes. You kind of get the sense that like he completed the thing that was like holding him to this place. And he's like moved on. Uh but yeah, so that's that's the plot of a ghost story. Um, and I'm interested to kind of dive into like some of your your theories about what mm-hmm. all this means. I definitely have mine. So life well, uh, uh, finds a way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank uh. you, Malcolm Butler. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, first of all, first off, can I just say him jumping off that building as a ghost? was really cute. I, cute. I, I felt, I felt, what? I felt, I know, no, 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 I'm saying just this sheet going down. I don't know. I felt kind of <laughs> conflicted because I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. But I know <laughs> that that was like an emotional moment. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> him as a sheeted ghost and like kind of floating and falling. I was like, oh, you're so cute. And we were all <laughs> like a distance. Anyway, um, sorry to <laughs> conflict the mood there. <laughs> I know um, it was his most depressed, but uh, yeah. yeah, I know it was uh, I- interesting too because throughout the uh, uh, movie, especially in the third section, you get a couple flashbacks of Casey and Rooney's relationship in the house, mm-hmm. and it's very clear that like she uh, is looking for another place to move to, and he's very mm-hmm. resistant to it. Uh-huh. And at one point, she even says like, "What? Why do you like this house so much?" And he says, oh, because we have history here. And she says, not as much as you think. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it is almost like within the context, Casey, alive Casey, is somehow tied to this house before he's even tied to the house. Uh-huh. Because right. maybe, I don't know, in a previous cycle, he was already that ghost. So he already has like a some sort of unknown unseen connection to this yes, area like the same Heather, thing as like in a way. Yeah. hold on mm-hmm. to kind of memories of the like the history of humanity and yourself yeah. and i like this idea of ghosts and hauntings being like it's you're haunting yourself kind of like you're mm-hmm. haunting your mm. own life these like yeah. supernatural spooky ghost things are actually just you in your own life kind of i i I do like that idea for ghosts i think it's a cool concept i Um, got very upset when i saw he was watching uh rooney and then he was watching himself as a ghost and i was like oh no it never ends (laughs) i did the whole house is gonna be full of yeah i did think eventually i was was just so sad endless cycle of uh ghost 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 yeah (laughs) yeah I was very sad. I was like, "Oh, that is that makes me upset." Of the looping to keep doing this over and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I thought light. it was going to be. But I, I like that he gets like released from that because he finally yeah. gets to kind of. It got it nudge. definitely got emotional. 
Uh-huh. I yeah, did. There was That's some bad. catharsis, thank God, for me as like didn't want to be stuck in that loop uh-huh. for him reading that no and then finally being uh, poofed out. Um, yeah. And well, you get the sense, nice. too, with the ghost next door who says, like, I'm waiting for someone I don't remember. It's almost like, well, how many mm-hmm. times has that ghost, ghost gone through the cycle and eventually just was like, I don't think they're coming. And that was like what set them free. Um, but yeah. And you wonder if he would have started to forget everything and just been going over and over had he not finally gotten the mm-hmm. note. Um, so yeah. why do you think he stayed? Why? Why? What? I understand that he rejected the light and didn't have it unfinished or he had unfinished business, but mm-hmm. why do you think he stayed in the first place? Again, I think like if you make that decision right away, if if universe gives you that door right away, I understand that he would stay because he's dead. He's been dead for only five minutes. Mm-hmm. And he's been walking around and he says, Oh, this is, I, I'll choose to stay. Um, but I guess I, he could have let go at any time, and that's why I'm confused of I what think, was the unfinished. I think business. it's that kind of what he, what she says. Like, I think it's you know he's tied to like some history that he thinks he has with his wife and with this house and with wanting to know what it is that she left for him and like left for the house uh, because he believes that like this house is kind of like a central thing, like tying their relationship like together. And then I think it's almost like he has to wait until it cycles around again so he can actually watch his relationship in that house and hear her say, I actually don't think there's as much history here as you think there is. And maybe that's the thing that kind of sets him like, oh, and now I can finally read that note, get the history that is here, and now I'm good to go, kind of. But that's, I mean, that's kind, I don't know if that's fully what I think it is, but I think that could be like one interpretation. No, I like that interpretation, Sam. Yeah, that's yeah, much a... better than what I was thinking. Uh, well, well, what were you saying? I'm curious. <laughs> I just thought that it was kind of a weird. I don't know. It was like, well, it felt empty to me. Mm-hmm. Like it, this movie as a whole, and maybe this is just my review right now. It felt like empty for empty's sake, and mm-hmm. I knew that there was purposes to all of these things. But kind of like watching the pie thing, it was like, okay, we get it. Mm-hmm. You're sad and you're <laughs> grieving. You could have done it differently. And I get God, he had unfinished business of some sort. And you didn't, we didn't, we weren't told the unfinished business. Mm-hmm. And then, and then he lets go. So I thought it was a more generic brand of that. I think that's you know kind of how I, mean? I felt the first time I watched it. But like you the, said it in a very different. Oh, sorry. Yeah, maybe the first time. But you you were explaining it way better and had more depth to just like a, Aesop's fables moral, <laughs> which that's what I was thinking. I was like, OK, uh-huh. yeah, unfinished business. Now he can let go. But I like your interpretation. Well, thank yeah. you. I mean, it's literally something I, I don't think I got that. the first. I got the whole like time loop thing like collective humanity holding on to stuff whatever the first time i watched it but i think what you just said wesley about it feeling very empty that is the feeling yeah. i got from it the first time i watched it but now i think i kind of one like the emptiness feel like i think it is part of the the story um because you're kind of watching a character like empty in the sense of like you can't see their face you can't really get 
a lot of emotion from them. Uh, but yeah, I think watching it a second time, I felt like I was able to kind of draw more meaning from it. Yeah. Gotcha. I, I, I asked this question of Sam last night, and I want to ask this of you two as well. Um, sure. Because when you oh, when uh, he finally gets at the note and he opens it and he reads it, we don't get to see what it says. So, I, I have a theory, mm-hmm. and my theory is very sad. I have a theory too, which I don't think I told you. But no, we should no. all go around and yes. I guess say what we think our theories are for what we think that note yes. said, or like not maybe not maybe specifically or otherwise, but like yeah, yeah. Here's guys, if we do that, we're falling into the director's trap. He wants no! us to think about this. David! The loop. God. We oh don't want to be David. in this. Yeah, okay. we don't want to be in this. No. Um, so, so what's your theory, Peter? Yes. Peter. Uh, 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 throughout the movie, and especially in the flashbacks, it does seem like uh, Rooney and Casey's re- relationship is a little stressed. Um, especially when it comes to the house. Like, he really wants to stay in the house. He really likes the house. Throughout the movie, we see uh, her, like, looking at different apartments, looking at different houses, looking to hire movers, painting to, like, get ready to leave. Like, she's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I think especially exemplified in the scene where he they're having a conversation about moving, and instead of having the conversation, Casey cuts it short and says... And let's talk about this later. I'm done talking about this tonight. Listen to this song. Mm-hmm. Um, and she listens to the song, bops along a little bit, and then one <laughs> once it's done, it's a bop. She just leaves, mm-hmm. and she's out. Um, and so my theory is he comes back because, like, he obviously has some sort of connection to this house. He obviously like it, like loves his wife, and he he's there. Uh. My theory about what the note says is it's not very long because you we watch her write it and she writes it and she it's a little tiny little scrap of paper that she folds up and puts in the wall. My theory is that it says something along the lines of I can finally leave. Mm. Uh, mm. And I think it's something akin to that because when we see the other ghost who has their unfinished business, they're waiting for someone and they uh, collapse and they go away, not because someone came back, but because they have finally accepted the realization that no one is coming back. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of that situation where he has this connection to this house because he he might associate it with his wife and like these memories that they have and this history that they have. And she even very clearly states we don't have as much history here as you think so all of a sudden this big emotional anchor that he has is not the anchor he thought mm-hmm. uh, this may have just been a a stone thrown in the river for his wife it made ripples but then moved on uh-huh um, well yeah and then that's interesting if that's what he reads like the word something along the lines of like i can leave yeah and then he leaves yeah. So that's my theory. Yeah, I like that. I hmm. I hadn't put that together, but I I like that as a theory. Um gives me a perspective of how you watch this, Peter. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I honestly think it's a little um I think she's writes at every house she writes the same thing and she's been doing this as a child since a child. 
And she always says, oh, I'm going to come back one day and see, uh, read it again. And I, and it is a little sheet. So I think she says, it simply said, it's good to see you again. And then that's it. And so she reads it to herself every time she's, or, or welcome back or something like that. Uh-huh. And it, I, I think it's good to see you again because it would like make him feel like, oh, it's good to see you again be seen through that yeah. note and then leave kick it i like that i like mm. that one too i like that too yeah man now I'm okay. stupid because <laughs> i think the little girl showed she's been you know it really illustrates what you do as a child and maybe yeah. she says the same thing every how she does since uh-huh. she was a child and so she has this ritual of just putting a note in that says it's good to see you again uh, Lily, do you have a theory? Um, I think it's just something. I think it goes back to just my idea that there's kind of this beautiful simplicity to this movie. Mm-hmm. And I think just something of the effect of, you know, well, I mean, it honestly kind of just made me think of, you know, she moved a lot as a kid. Uh huh. Yeah. And something of, you know, it, it'll, I keep moving. Mm-hmm. I keep moving, and history kind of repeats itself. She keeps moving. He keeps going back to this house, no matter mm. where in yeah. history. Mm-hmm. And that sort of that sort of is his jumping off point where he can move on. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, probably not as thought out as your guys's, but it just no. I mean, mine, mine I kind of gave me no. um. It kind of gave me like an our town vibe when he came back to his house, uh huh, in a way that I wasn't really emotionally prepared for, <laughs> just because no. that the last half hour of our town always really just upsets me. Where she's like, it goes so fast, we don't have time to look at one another. This isn't this isn't what I want, and just him mm. seeing himself, I was like, oh god, no, no, <laughs> no. I didn't um, uh, watch our town, so I. <laughs> I was I was in it as a kid. I was Emily's mom. No, I I've, I appreciate. Now I know a little more about it. Ooh. Now I little. Um, I know a little bit more about our town. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it just um, yeah, something something to the effect of movement and repeat mm-hmm. repetition. Yeah. Um. My theory is way more vague, so. I think, than like, like, you know, it feels like you three kind of have something more specific, it might say. I think mine is. Well, I also vague... went last, so I had time to think of something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So my, my theory is just that, like, I mean, as a kid who moved a lot, I actually did something kind of similar where sometimes mm. I'd go in the closet of a room, like my old bedroom before I'd move and I'd write something on the wall, like very tiny in the back of the closet. And I would normally either write like a note to myself or a note to like whoever might take over my room or I would write kind of like a personal inside joke kind of a thing (laughs) and so my idea is that she wrote something that like if any of us were to read it it would make no sense to us but that it would in the context of like their relationship so like an inside joke or just like a word or something that like meant something to the two of them and their like history kind of and it was like him just needing that last little bit 
of their history and seeing that to be like, okay, I'm good to go now. Well, so what if it said vague, but what if it said like a, as an inside joke, like I like pie, <laughs> and oh, then blueberries, my, oh my favorite. <laughs> Don't eat it all. I in eat one too setting. much pie. Uh, <laughs> shouldn't eat that was the inside pie. joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> um, Just it says sup. So. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, my my favorite part was definitely when he goes back to like prairie. Oh, era. Prairie times. Prairie times. And we get I thought it was sweet. Just that just that kind of brutality when you see the family dead. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, this isn't really about like sugarcoating anyone's feelings. It's really more of like a mirror and just kind of that mm-hmm. again, that kind of raw simplicity that you can kind of project you any however you're feeling onto it at the time yes yeah, yeah. which maybe explains I, why i felt comp- like different about it this time around because i think maybe i went into it a little bit more open to like mm. oh yeah i want to put some feelings onto this i guess mm. um but yeah 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 yeah. Um, yeah do you have an analogy for us sam I, you know, I didn't plan one in advance, but let me try something. I mean, someone... <laughs> I feel like this one has lends itself well. Yeah. Well, Wesley, if you've got, I mean, I feel like it's got to be something with the note and like, are you going to vanish or not? So I don't know. Yeah. Wesley, you feel like there's an obvious one. If you, if you got something, I'll, I'll, I, I do uh, hear it. <laughs> uh uh anybody i mean yeah okay okay Okay. oh lily has it oh Oh, no peter peter has it yeah peter 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 all right so you've just woken up as a ghost (laughs) thank god and you're 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 walking down a hallway and you have a choice a big door opens up in front of you and you can choose to either in this context you're this movie Uh, oh, you can okay. choose to either walk through the light and fade into obscurity, never to be seen again, or you could return back home and perhaps, I don't know. Keep watching it on repeat? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Oh, Influence God. other people I, in the future. I don't, I don't know yeah. about this because I feel like the bad choice of sending something to obscurity is like the movie's like positive thing of like moving on. <laughs> so I feel like it kind of like... How about, <laughs> how about you're a ghost? I'm a ghost. I'm uh, you're, here. You're, I, I got okay. I got a Sam simple got one. It. You're a ghost. Yeah. Okay, there's good. a note in the wall. Are you gonna pull that note out? And the note is the movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> and show it to all your friends, or do you think it deserves to stay like trapped in the wall and you're gonna move away and never return to that note? All my ghost friends? I can show it to my ghost friends? Yes. All my ghost <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Who, who um, wants to go? Um, I, I show it to my ghost friends. Okay. Just, you know, from a movie from the ghost perspective told for ghosts, about ghosts, by ghosts. By ghosts. <laughs> Produced ghost by representation ghost. is uh, really important. We've really moved up in the world from Nicole Kidman and the others. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. I was just about to... <laughs> <laughs> this is this whole thing spoilers reminded for the, me others. Of the others <laughs> yeah. yeah i love the others that um, was on our list yeah. too so we just spo- yeah yeah oh yeah we um, just spoiled our own podcast <laughs> <laughs> sorry lily go on Pump. no you're not sorry you're literally smiling <laughs> from ear to ear um i think 
this movie is it will stay with you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think that's always the mark of a good of a movie that's worth watching yes yeah. uh regardless of the pie scene or how <laughs> pseudo intellectual you think part of its thesis is i think it is there are ideas about cycles and emotional change that are uh, worthwhile um i might go next because i feel pretty similarly to lily um and that yes i would i would take that note out of the wall i'd show it around mm-hmm. i i would maybe give the warning of there is a pie scene it is a little pretentious but here go ahead read this uh I, and yeah i think that's just it is having walked away from this feeling conflicted about how i felt about it the first time it has stuck with me and it is a movie that i do think about a lot for only having ever watched it once before this um mm. and i think having watched it again i i do really like it and uh i think it's one that i i would want to share with other people um but yeah yeah i might for for me i i would also take the note of the i did i like this movie a lot mm. um and i was worried because i thought i was going to hate it <laughs> uh because uh yeah it, everyone i've talked to about it was like oh my god it's so long blah, blah, blah. but no i really mm. enjoyed it i think i i would show this note slash movie to plenty of people with the uh uh added warning kind of like what sam and lily are saying you need to be in the mood to watch this kind of movie uh-huh. yeah like luckily yeah. i i don't know about you last night sam but i was in a very good place to like sit down and just pay attention and think and uh-huh. watch a movie and drink some wine yeah and it's like yeah i just like it's like mm, this is uh, uh, intellectually stimulating <laughs> You had to. Uh, be, you have to be receptive. Yes. Yes. This yes. is not, not a, a background passive, movie. No. This is no. You can't watch this passively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is hard because the beginning is very slow. Yes. And so it, it's a hard movie to like be really present in. But I I do think it's one that is more worth it if you are when you watch yes. it. Hmm. I could. I could. Just to. Uh... I could see it on like in a bar just to give it an aesthetic feeling. Uh-huh. You don't like just if you look up an A twenty four themed just bar, like a, a roast man. <laughs> no, you yeah. you see pretty images. I mean, it's a pretty mm-hmm. movie. So yeah, um, it, is. it was well shot. But yeah, um, I. So here's the thing: if I'm gonna go up to a person and they're gonna ask me about a ghost story. Mm-hmm. I I would probably tell them honestly of like it's it's pretty good. You could skip it though. Like that's what I that's where I'm at with it. So if I'm the ghost and I see that note again, I could tell my ghost friends of it's pretty good or it's fine. I, that's what I would say. It's fine. But you could skip this. And that's my thought mm-hmm. is I would leave it in the wall if I'm going to be completely honest. Not like I've enjoyed over it, but just leave it. So maybe if someone else wants to take the time to like scratch it yeah, out, I won't be that brutal mm-hmm. of painting over it. But yeah, this is a, uh, this is definitely one that 
I, I wasn't really feeling. I like this conversation way more than like watching it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because it I is it is a good morality. conversation movie. Yes. Like I, I think the I, moral I, of the story is very simple for being so pretentious. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I and I totally feel that. I I do I do think it is heavy-handed at times. Uh but I think overall I'm now in favor right. of it. And yeah, man, I I think I got to take a break after this one of choosing movies. I'm just like, <laughs> I just want to have a movie where we can have a deep conversation about <laughs> Dude, like, humanity it. and politics with this small tiny cast one location like thing. Apparently because, that's my jam. Yeah. But uh Which ones have you done? You've done Comet? I've done You've Comet, done... The Last Supper, and now this. A ghost story. So okay. Yeah, Fun. don't worry. Sam I'm... wants to watch plays, but without having to go to a play. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think this is just a sign that I really am starved for theater in uh-huh. my life. Uh, but uh, no, I, my next choice, I think I'm finally going to go down the, the trauma cartoon or oh, trauma. Oh, um, great. Join me. Yes. Join me in the 80s <laughs> puppet fueled hellscape. Yes. Oh, boy. Yes. Oh, um, but so it's who's... not my choice next week. It is, in fact, Peter's choice. Yes. Oh, and I have no idea what we're going to watch right I now. I don't either I'm because so he's excited. it up. Just yeah. not another Pokemon movie. I was going to, uh, <laughs> I was going to suggest Swiss Army Man, mm-hmm. but I was half going to suggest that because um, I love, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. But also, it was an A24 movie that came out like three months before this movie. So I also wanted to have the A24 conversation. But we just had that here. So I've swapped it. <gasps> and next That's week's movie oh God, is scared. The Void. Okay. Play the trailer. Haven't you ever wished to save someone? Beyond saving, no matter what the cost. This is uncharted territory. The body has to adjust, of course. We weren't built for this kind of thing. You'd be surprised at the things you find when you go looking. There is something calling them all here. What if those people get in here? What are we supposed to do? You saw it? What was that? Do you know where you go when you die? I do. And we're back! Uh, yeah, so that was The Void. The Void is a... Uh, uh, th- I actually thought of the movie while watching Ghost Story oh. because the portal opened and it reminded me of something in The Void. Uh, the Void. So this is a, a a movie made, I think, 2015, 2016. Um, and kind of similar. It's all... It's a smaller cast. It's, it takes place in mostly one location. But... Ooh, you're just gonna have to watch it and find out. It's got some fun stuff. Oh God! It's 2016, and it it's not even rated. Yeah, I don't think it ever got a theatrical release. Okay. Um, and Peter, can you tell our our dear listeners where they might find this movie? 
online. Online. Uh, no, oh, I think it's on Crackle. Yeah, it's it's on Crackle for free or Plex for free. Uh, but then it is also on Amazon, like every movie. Ever. Yes, it's also like I feel like I saw this movie on the Sci-Fi Channel like eighty-five times. <laughs> okay. Uh, so if you have Sci-Fi Channel, uh, chances are if you turn it on at like three a.m., <laughs> the void will be on. I'm finding uh, a version on the internet. Yeah, like it's on highly, YouTube. <laughs> I, here's, okay, sorry. here's the uh, real secret. I've never finished this movie. Oh, I've seen oh, the boy. first half of it. I think three times. But like I said, it was always on Sci-Fi Channel. It's only an hour and thirty minutes. Yeah. Well, All this right. was only well, an hour. This will be interesting. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I, it, it'll be a very uh, sudden mood switch from Ghost Story. <laughs> I'm in the mood for a horror story. so Yeah, I am too. That'll be fun. I think the world feels like a horror movie now, so this feels yes, apt. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, this has been Hello from Obscurity. I've been Wesley. I've been Peter. I've been Lily. And I've been Sam. And goodbye from... Let's get it, huh?